skies full of amber waves of grain. Now, wait a minute. All right, sorry. It's a little patriotic yeah. mood here, yeah, Ray it's, Charles on the pod today. What an uh, incredible guest to have. I thought I'd get the karaoke out of the way a little early tonight. Uh, you know, it's it's 4th of July. When this is dropping, we're recording a little early so we can fully enjoy the, the holiday. But obviously, you are listening to this on the 4th of July when this pod is dropped. I'm Dave McPeak. I'm joined with my co-host in his studios tonight. Yeah, the away game for you. MPN Studios East. Yeah. Uh, with my co-host, Wes Ledesma. You are listening to Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. Uh, make sure to catch up on some of our past episodes. We're everywhere that our podcasts are, you know, can be found. We're on Apple Pods. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Don't forget Google Play for all you Android users out there. We're everywhere. We're up to episode 27. Boy, I, I think uh, last week we got a lot of great feedback. We did our Major League pod. I got a ton of great feedback on your uh, Rachel Phelps impersonation. Yeah. Uh, having that, that glass going all the time. You know, got a lot of feedback. I thought it was great. It was good, a good bit that you kept going the whole pod. Uh, the whole pod through. So, yeah, you know, she's got a cocktail throughout the whole movie. You know, I, why not sit down, Charlie? the Rachel Phelps route, right? I agree. I agree. So catch up on all those past episodes. Give us your feedback. You know, interact with us on there. We got a uh, a nice interaction from somebody on the Michigan Podcasting Network uh, Facebook page asking for a hockey top five, Ooh. and that would be right up your alley. Heck yeah! Uh, what young blood one through four, and then young, the Mighty Ducks. Exactly, <laughs> young blood top three spots. Ducks one and two, and then uh, so that's the pod. That was a good one, Dave. Good, one. Yeah, good nice. pod, got it all the way. So hey, well, that's the type of suggestions we want because we kind of got talking back and forth. Buddy Kevin Mahalik uh, also was like, "Yeah, you should do a Mighty Ducks," but I think I think there'd be enough hockey movies out there that we could probably pull off a top yeah, five closer to uh, start of the season. Yep, start yeah. of the season, I, absolutely. Hope when, Springs when, Eternal for when the Wings. Red Wing Fever is taking yes. us. I'm telling you, playoffs, Dave. Valeri- Valtteri Filippo's back, baby. <laughs> uh, so make sure to follow us on Facebook at the Michigan Podcasting Network. Also on Twitter at DFTP Movie Pod as well. Uh, Make sure uh, to you know catch up on some of those old episodes, but you're going to want to join us next week as well. We like teasing what we do, kind of getting out of your comfort zone here, and you're coming to my wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Pixar Top 5, going into family films, you know, the Toy Story 4 out. You're going to probably get a view in probably oh, before sure. that next pod, so boy, is that going to be tough. That is going to be tough. And like we, I think we mentioned last week, what a deep roster, or the, just... I, I didn't really realize it. And, you know, you look at the toy stories, you know, a couple of the, what, the cars. Cars. There, there must be like up, 15. Wally. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a murderer's row inside out. Is B-Movie, is, that a, is no, that a Pixar? it is not. That's DreamWorks. So a little bit of a different <laughs> one. Still good. My Seinfeld love would have really bumped that yeah. one up a little bit. Yeah. The, we just introduced the B-Movie to the girls. They liked okay. it. What Dream, I know. We talked about Pixar. Now I'm going DreamWorks on you. Uh an underrated DreamWorks movie, Over the Hedge. Huge fan. Oh. Bruce Willis as the raccoon. You got Steve Carell as the squirrel. Could Steve Carell we, pull it yeah, off? I think he could. You know how we love Steve Carell on this pod. Yeah. Surprised I didn't put him at Lou Brown last <laughs> week. Uh, Could have been, been pretty good uh, with that. Instead, I went Sam Elliott for some reason. So lots of good stuff that, that we're doing there. Still having a blast doing this. Uh, 
Now, we recorded Friday night with the Major League pod. We're recording Tuesday night right now, so not a lot of chances to see movies, especially for me. Uh, I've went down the Sopranos rabbit hole. Oh, I, it's a, what a journey. I'm ashamed to say I've never seen the series, uh, and I wanted to remedy that this summer. I know Mike Peters is listening right now, and he's like, you still haven't finished Dexter. He's been waiting for like four years to Mike, talk about I Dexter. I am right with you there. I know. I'm in like Dexter season six for the last four or five years, <laughs> and you know he'll give like a customary uh, you know, message to me every year. He's like, hey, did you finish Dexter yet? I'm like, this summer, just sorry. a one word Dexter question mark, yeah, uh, then the angry face. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that still hasn't been spoiled for me yet. So hopefully I, I can. Uh, that blows my mind. Yeah. You know, kind of steer clear of that. I always try and. Well, I think we told the family video story where I literally sprinted away yep. from the cash <laughs> register because somebody was talking with you uh, about that. Who was that? It was the uh, Buffalo Bills fan. Who was our Buffalo uh, Bills Herky? fan? Herky. Herky. Yeah, absolutely. Herky Shout Trump. out. There's a Herky, big listener in the pod, big <laughs> fan of the pod. Uh, so lots of good stuff there, but you at least got one movie. In yeah, since I was we last able. To, what I'm interested in, so I'm interested waiting. to hear what you think. A couple of days, you know, since we did the pod, so not a lot of time. Been trying to catch up on the Stranger Things episode. Mm. I think the new one's coming out this weekend. Actually, it I is. want to say the fourth or fifth. Boy, Could be yeah. right around there. Be before so that, trying to get the end of se- uh, season two in just a, a quick refresher. But yeah, I end up. Uh, Getting in bad times at the El Royale. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese, Dave. It's on the HBO Now app. And heck of a cast. I mean, when you initially see this, we're talking Jeff Bridges, Dakota Johnson from... Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. Jeez, how do you forget that one, right? And our and our favorite, never seen, never seen. Our personal favorite, John Hamm, right? Chris Helmsworth, Thor himself. John Hamm. So great cast, Dave. It ran a little long, and to be honest with you, the first forty-five minutes I thought were really slow it had a great like final i want to say final 45 but i thought those first kind of slow build up 45 minutes were a tough one for it i could only go two buckets Ooh. i could only go two buckets and i was between two and two and a half but i just i just couldn't give it the full two and a did half you say so Kristen gave it a one and a half Kristen, one and a half bucket she did not Eesh. like it at all it was too slow for her in fact she kind of lost interest about halfway through and was doing other things so Oh, stuff that I was reading said it's very Tarantino-esque. It is. It is. It's got, it's uh, like you meet all the characters and then it just takes you character by character into their backstory, which I really enjoyed that part. I just thought they were really slow. It was such a slow burn to get up to where like the uh, the excitement of the movie really starts beginning. And that was really in the final 45. I think those that last bit of the movie was really good, but it just, I mean, a two hour, almost two and a half hour movie, it it took a little bit to get there. That's a too bummer. long for me. That's a ooh, two hours too long. Uh, there's certain movies that it's amazing how you can go watch Avengers, which is over three hours, yeah. and be like, oh, I wish I had just a little, t- little bit more. <laughs> and shoot the movie I that didn't. we're talking about today. I didn't realize. I didn't even realize it was the same yeah. same time length as this one. Two uh, two hours twenty minutes. Independence Day. I didn't yeah. think that was that long at all. This one's two hours and twenty minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this? Are we? Are we, are we there? Are we there? Did well, Helmsworth even, put a shirt on yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, even some of the Tarantino movies are, you know, they're pushing three yeah. hours. And like, Hateful Eight was super long. It doesn't feel too horrible. No, uh, you I know, really it, like it goes Hateful long, Eight. And there's yeah. not a lot happening. I mean, that's a ton of dialogue. Yeah, you get a Tarantino movie that's dialogue heavy all the time. I would love to hear if it, you know any listeners out there have seen Bad Times Royale. Tell, I mean. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me what you liked about it. But yeah, I for still me, am going to watch it. Surprised, two buckets. I, and, I can't wait. For yeah, you to get I'm really interested to see because I've been, 
uh, very interested to kind of put it on look the list at that, put it on the yeah. list. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, and I don't even know if I want to admit it. Uh, my neighbor Amanda Bergman will yeah. be able to be with me on this. Uh, I actually still get DVDs from Netflix. What? Yeah, yeah I didn't even know they offered they that do. service. Still. They do. Uh, and now <laughs> I don't seven people that still have the hard copy. Well, DVD I can't hide behind it anymore. Like the reason I had it before was I could get really random documentaries that I would show in my class yep uh stuff that i couldn't stream or stuff that i couldn't have it yeah so that's why i kept it and then you know the times i'm not i would just get movies that i could get but now i (laughs) i think i'm probably averaging like four dvds a year like i will i just forgot like i what um they come at night uh is sitting there and i've had it since like i think march oh that the movie they come yeah i'm thinking that's what the The packages are dropped (laughs) off like i'm seeing you like going out to your porch at midnight where was that Netflix? Was, oh my gosh! The, the, the DVD envelopes—they come at night. Uh, so it is. That would be amazing. But yeah, still have it. But the battle, uh, battle at El Royale, bad times at the El Royale was in my queue and was right at the top for a long time. Yeah. And uh, then it's hit. I take so long to get through the DVDs. By the time they start going up the queue. Uh, they're already on like HBO now, or they're on Netflix, or they're yeah. on something else. So it's like, nah. That is true. They are movies are going like faster and faster to uh, some get there right away. Streaming. Some who who sneaky who who actually gets a lot of movies quick. Like Vice was on there, and Vice just came wow. out recently. And I remember I Tiny came out that's quick. The, that's the only that's the only streaming service I don't have. Oh, is you Hulu. should get it. Hulu solid. Uh, I Tiny plug plug Hulu. Uh, use promo code uh, popcorn. <laughs> So here we go. We, we want to get to uh, our bucket list. But before we do, I was trying to think about this because we might struggle with this next year. We obviously try and do themes uh, and we might have to go with like most patriotic movies or something like that. But there's not really but the Patriot Mel Gibson's. That would be I was really thinking about that. That for... would be a solid one uh, with that. And it, it was released right around 4th of July yeah. when it came out. But what is the. Is there really other Independence Day or even scenes? I'll give you scenes. Like, it's just funny. Sandlot? I, I, that was that's, it. That's the one. I, as I opened I, up I was our song, say, obviously you just opened it up. But <laughs> but there's not a lot of movies that just focus around that. And this is such a stretch. Like, yes, it does take place on Independence Day, but this could take place on October second. Uh, you know, essentially. What? No. Uh, ooh, actually. Th- Die Hard with a Vengeance might have been around Fourth of July, or was Die Hard Four around that time? Oh was wow! He, was he on yeah, vacation? I'm not, I'm not sure. Was he on vacation? <laughs> was that the Fourth of July holiday vacation? So, well, let's get into it because uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, this question, was though. this was one of my this I think was my top Will Smith movie, and I didn't get the rewatch in. So let's see when we get through it if it holds oh, up to that. Wow! But we're gonna get right to Independence Day, uh, and before we do, let's get. And set the mood like we always do and play you a little bit of the trailer. Police and the fire departments are asking. It is morning. You wake up. You greet your loved ones. You grab the morning paper. And although it seems like any ordinary day, it isn't. For one extraordinary reason. 
historic and unprecedented event is occurring. The question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has been answered. This is so cool. More ships have just arrived, both India, England, and Germany. I really don't think they flew 90 billion light years to come down here and start a fight. We've got to stop them! They're going to kill us all! They're using our own satellites against us. The clock is ticking. with a full nuclear strike over American soil. If we don't strike soon, there may not be much of an America left to defend. Being exterminated. Let's kick the tires and light the fires. Oh, boy, does that bring back the... It's still a heck of a trailer. Memories yep. of young 12-year-old Dave McPeak ready to go to the Bay City 8 uh, to <laughs> watch this movie. I, I was really trying to rack the memory. And I think... I saw it in theaters five times because I think this was the one that I like broke the record. Yeah, I, and I believe I saw it twice opening day. I think I, and I believe well, I could be wrong, but I think I said that incredible. on the Will Smith, and I, I'm trying to remember. It was either this movie or it might have been Starship Troopers. It was one of the two uh, that that okay. really. I do remember that because that spawned a Starship Troopers comment. <laughs> so let's let's get into the first part of this. You know, what what do we think makes this bucket list worthy? What makes this such a classic? Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know, getting the rewatch in yesterday. I was trying to think of how I would describe it, and it's it's a fun movie. I mean, it you is. know, it's a little uh, I don't want to say slapsticky, but it's a little far fetched. Yeah, campy. okay. I think camp would be campy. the, the best the word to use. But it's still it's which your best disaster fun. movies are. Yeah, it's fun. It's action packed, and and for all you know, you you tinfoil hat guys out there. For me, this is just another one of those "what would you do" movies. If you're in yeah. this situation, I, would I you love be on top that. of that building you, with those yeah, people, would you <laughs> holding up the sign. We welcome you. No, Take I wouldn't. Me with you, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be hightailing it right out of here. But that's I love those type of disaster movies and you know these alien movies where you can, you know, you have this high action. Yeah high action in it you have the you know the little witty one-liners and you know the will smiths and the, the jeff goldblums but also you can put yourself in that position and like what the heck would i do if you know this this type of situation actually happened so yeah. it's for all those reasons yeah that's i still really liked it and i, I know we're going to get into that a little bit yeah, later but it's uh, held up for me i think what is really cool uh and what makes it a classic uh was for the time I think this was the pinnacle of special yeah. effects. 1996, this movie came out, and the special effects at the time, and I remember that's what I was so blown away mm -hmm. by. I'm like, this is... Everything looks so authentic. Unreal. And it, because it was, they were actually blowing up stuff. It just wasn't at that large a scale, yeah. right? Yeah. So, <sighs> and it won... It, it won an Oscar. Independence Day won an Oscar. Best uh, picture? Would it? No, no. No, no. <laughs> uh, no believe it or not, Randy Quaid. Uh, no, uh, it was it it's was time. it was for visual effects. Okay, and yeah. Won the which you have to judge it by that because it was during the time. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, you can't go back. I, I think I talked about how I show some clips of the Pearl Harbor movie Tora Tora Tora. 
and there's parts that look really good, and there's parts that look just Those parts terrible. Where you could blatantly see it's a model being pulled up by a string, yes. blown away, like, blown no, away or something like that. Hey, doesn't whoops. hold. I mean, that's but, a fishing line. But it's 1970, and probably at the time, people were like, yeah. my God. And that's why I think this one's. St- I mean, it doesn't have the CGI, so you're not seeing the the computer generated yeah. stuff as much. Yeah, you're right. No, I think not there's as parts, much, but I just love the how the explosions just look the part yeah i mean for the most part i thought they did a really good job of that it. part definitely does i was surprised and we'll, we'll get into this uh with the does it hold up and i was surprised though i thought the spaceships didn't look as real as i remembered yeah like when the spaceships are coming in it almost looks like they're standing in front of a, a massive green screen and i oh. just remembered them like when I was young, Space Invaders video, yeah, game. like looking so real, like the giant ships, mm-hmm. uh, and looking so real, and I, I just, it's, it's so real. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I, I was a little disappointed in, in that. But let's get to it. You said you think that it holds up. I do, and for the reasons of, I really, I still enjoyed the, you know, the exploding White House. The uh, yeah, when the when the initial alien ships are released and they're just, you know, they're peppering that field of RVs and stuff yeah. like that and they're really attacking it. I just thought all that action really held up and I appreciated that. I guess I really, I knew from the time that it came from and it just, for me, that, that held up, that made it held up even more. And then the gold bloom, I mean, I don't know. He just always holds up. So there are, I'll go with the classic part of it again too, which I can't believe I forgot it. Will Smith. I mean, yeah. it's, this was his star-making turn, and I see why. Because talk about holding up. I mean, that I still love the performance. Like that, I I feel very strong with saying that's his top performance. I know it might not be his acting best acting position, but like the charisma, yeah. all the different parts when he finds out that uh, what it, was it, El Toro was the name of the base or whatever the oh, name of yeah. his base was, and they're like it's all gone, and you can see the. Why don't we want me? Why don't we want well you enough? See yep. that well enough? The Will Smith eyes again. Oh, when he le- when he, uh, when he crash or that uh, alien ship crashes and he just hits the ground with the the parachute and he's just flipping out. Yeah. And he's walking over to him. I mean that all you could just see the yes. you know the really good uh, just physical acting by Will Smith and, yeah, and he really pulls you in there. At the end when he's walking from the spaceship. And has that swagger with the cigar in there. He's just got that Will Smith swagger walk. I mean, there is nothing better than, I than love just the, that. I love the cigar as an added piece in there. His victory yeah, dance. The victory dance. Not until the fat lady sings. What, what is it? What is it uh, with <laughs> you? The, the, fat the fat lady. What's with the, the fat, fat lady? lady. <laughs> uh, and just the Goldblum. This was... Goldblum had such a hot streak. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it's, we're talking Jurassic Park just three years prior. And then he comes into this. So Goldblum is... Phenomenal. I mean, you, any movie that you so, can, you can slip it on like a heart. Yeah, there we David, go, David. Oh, I might need. I might need to get a drink Your here. Your boy buddy. Judd Hirsch. I thought he was great in that. He's great. Uh, you know, uh, David. Don't you talk about my David? Don't you talk about my David like that. <laughs> You'd all be dead without my David. So there are, uh, and we haven't even got to Bill Pullman yet. You know, and that's, I I think that is one of the things that make this movie a classic. I. I can't wait till we look at presidents and oh, maybe yes. speeches. Maybe hey. next February we'll do a President's Day, like top five presidents. I think we Actually, talked about doing that bad. before. And boy, uh, President Whitmore, Bill Pullman's going to give a run to a lot of well, people. That's, we were kind of talking to this about this off pod, and you know we we're going who was the top billing, and we all kind of had different. We had different answers. Yeah, like you were put. You were 
you wanted to say what Will? Well, I think Will Smith. But... And I thought Goldblum was the top po- b- billing, but you can almost make <sighs> a case for Bill Pullman being the top billing in this as well. I, it might almost be like our major league. That might be your Roger Dorn, Jake Taylor, yeah. uh, Ricky Vaughn, because it's you kind of look at how much screen time. It'd be interested to see how that breaks down because it's mm. probably pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're right. It might be Goldblum, and it's Goldblum that saves the day with the virus. It's Goldblum that you know is is on there a lot. He's the one that figured out the countdown, yep. so he saved the president. Uh, yeah, it's, he helped America. Find a way. <laughs> oh, ooh, he did. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the performances are definitely what makes it classic. Some, as you'll see. Some. I, some do uh, not uh, when we get to salty scenes. But does it hold up? This is the first time, buddy. This is the first time. Don't let me let me ooh. caveat away. Disclaimer time. I still like this movie a lot. I, I think... I was looking back at it before through the eyes of 12-year-old Dave McPeak and remembering it through that and just even remembering it when we didn't get that far away. But, uh, I mean, some of the special effects, it wasn't as good as I remember. I can't cost it What What, what with particular that. special effect, uh, like, was there one the that massive, really stood the out? Massive, uh, the massive ships coming in. Okay. Like, I remembered that being better. Because like, you're right, like like there's parts the that still were good. Yeah. That, not... Not even that. That part looked say, good I, too. Okay, I was gonna say. But I it's had like that when the, down as one of my scenes. Like when the ship came to hover over L.A. and when the ship came to hover over the Empire State Building and when the ship was hovering over that and they like looked at it from a long ways away. Like it just didn't look good. Like yeah. when Goldblum's looking at it from the roof of whatever building he's on, it just looked. Yeah, it looked it didn't like look the, as real as I remembered. And I can't. I can't cost that against it. But I'm gonna say took away took it took away from it for you a little I'm, bit, huh? A little bit, but I that's not. It's a little bit. I, I'm not, <laughs> a little bit. I'm not gonna ding it on that part. Where I am gonna ding it horribly, and this I guess is a little bit of a preview of the salt. Yes. I thought the entire and I remembered liking this story arc uh, during the movie when I watched it before. There was no need for Randy Quaid in this movie whatsoever. I I thought it was a waste of time. Was that the end of the pot? <laughs> Cousin Eddie uh, was not needed. And then, like, I don't even think that part of the story, like, I don't know what purpose it served. Like, anything. It just I mean, seemed like a waste of time. Well, that's a good point. Everything that he was on there. And it, I didn't remember how over the top. one of those fighters, the Harry Connick Jr. who had a cup of coffee, a screen time. You couldn't have let his, his missile go off and... And get it before he Boy. dies and save the uh, Randy Quaid money. We are dialed in because that is that's two pods in a row. That's exactly what I was going to say because I liked Harry Connick Jr.'s yeah. performance a lot. I thought he was pretty good with all the different things that he's doing. He had the the getting down on yep. the knee and like, like we got robbed of Harry way too early. I agree. Uh, it, let let, let him me. survive to that, and then I would have been better because then that's. That's Captain Hiller's boy, mm-hmm. you know that Will Smith's guy. Then Will Smith gets back down. He's got a little more skin, in, uh, some more skin in the game. Yeah, if you will yeah. That's yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, when Harry Connick's uh, character dies, he takes off the mask. Why do they always take off the mask in the fighter jet movies? What, why? What, what, there's clearly oxygen in there. What is that? What does the taking off the mask well, do? He said he couldn't breathe. And part of it is so you can see their face, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so they but can But I'm always act. like, wait, 
no wonder you can't breathe. You took the oxygen but mask But the reason off. I had a problem with it was he's like, he's barely up in the air. Like, he's just banking hard. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I mean, they're banking hard left and right all the time. Like, they're going through the Grand Canyon, and then it's just like, yeah, can't breathe. It's too much. Yeah, it's like, ah, come on now. I guess we just need to see the shocked look on his face as the plane was blowing up. But we'll get to that stuff later. That's salty scenes. But really, that's what I struggled with was, and I, I love campy. I love cheesiness. Like, even the Harvey Fire scene where he's like, I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my I gotta call my lawyer. All right, no, I don't have to call my lawyer. I mean, it's just stupid, <laughs> stupid lines that. like that. Yeah, I did. But like, and but I like that. That's what I expect. I expect a goofy one-liners. Harvey Firestein on there. That's what you're gonna get from him. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. But my, my mother's gotta get to Atlanta. I, you know, and then you you get those things, and that's fine. I you're enjoy. Need a I know I am. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy the camp, but. The Randy Quaid stuff didn't make sense to me. Like, you could have just had him be... If you want to have him in there, he doesn't need to be the drunk. Like, just let him be the former Vietnam pilot that's a crop duster. But, like, the crop dusting scene, that was, like... What are they, short 15 minutes? I know, that was weird. They're playing weird music, like, when he is doing that. So, like, that's... Honestly, I think why it doesn't hold up as well was the Randy Quaid like wow. all of the Randy Quaid because are you, is this like a recency bias of Quaid because of the recent Quaid antics and you're like yeah I'm could, done I'm done with Randy it could be that could be factoring into like it creeping into the touch, subconscious but I don't I, doubt it. I, don't, I don't think so, so because it's just it's too over the top for me with that part of it because there were still you know the speech held up uh, the Will oh, Smith, the Jeff Goldblum, even the aliens looked pretty good. Like the alien scene was legitimately scary. Yeah. Uh, when I um, know you love the peace, no peace. <laughs> That's like our God, no God. Yeah, oh, I loved every bit of that part. So lots of good stuff. So yeah, still like it. Still a bucket list movie. Yep. It's one that you know is fun to watch around Independence Day. Uh, that's why we're doing it right now for July 4th to enjoy it. It's always fun to revisit it. I I was never bored rewatching it. Still enjoyed it. But boy, this was one where you ask you ask 15, 16, 17-year-old Dave, this is probably in my top 10 because I wouldn't saw it that many times. Yeah. I loved it that well, much, shoot, it's but the highest grossing film in 1996. Oh, by I mean, a lot. I think it was Twister Mission Impossible. I mean, those are heavy hitters. Oh, what a it, year for movies. And I got down here, Dave. It cost them... I mean, this this stuff kind of blew my mind. It cost them $70 million to make. It it was it grossed at $599 million. Wow. Like, I mean, you know, worldwide. Incredible. And in conversion, uh, Independence Day 2 cost uh, $165 million to make. And it was Not garbage. nearly as good. Only made $105 million domestically. Yeah, but so, worldwide, see that's yeah, where a lot of those movies now make sure up a lot. What number to to look at because no, they're all I always profitable. Like domestic. I always like domestic. Yeah, because they're all that's, profitable worldwide. Yeah, because I mean, for the most part, that's why they crank oh, yeah. out movies that look like this, crap. Even ID two killed it world. I mean, there was another three hundred million, I think, in the uh, overseas yeah. market. But what a terrible movie! I, I rewatched that one as well. Did and you? I when did you just now? About forty five minutes into it, it like didn't. just before the pod. Uh, Sunday night, oh, we tried really? to back-to-back Independence Day, oh. and nah, no mas. Man. I Roberto Durand it and checked you own out. It? No, no, that was an that was an Amazon Prime oh. purchase, so that's three ninety nine. I'll never get back. Well, and I wanted to. Uh, I sadly do own it because I got it on like a ten dollar sale. I'm like, ah, I know it's getting bad reviews, but once again, 
I loved Independence yeah. Day so much back in the day. I'm like, ah, I'm sure it's okay. And uh, I should have went back. I and wasn't sure it. how I liked the like the future, like the Back to the Future two feel that it gave yeah. me when you first came yeah. in. Like, but so now we're flying cars here. Like you realize this movie is taking place in the now. We're not there yet. But so they have the is, alien technology, yeah, right? That they souped the everything alien up. Technology and, now helps us out with with every. I, I didn't. You know what? I, I want to put you on, for that. I want to put you on the spot right now. Popcorn pitch. Little little popcorn pitch. What would you have done for the Independence Day sequel? Ooh. I was thinking about this, so I—I I mean, I'm putting you on the spot, but I was thinking about it. I like the idea of in the, of 20 years later because clearly there's more out there, and we got to come back. So I would continue with that plot, but without the Back to the Future, you know, the the alien weapons and stuff like that. I just want us to have a like almost to be in in space. So this is this would take place mm. on the cusp of uh, you know Earth and outer space. So we're kind of setting. We're setting a, like a perimeter around Earth. Yeah. And then we see the mothership come in. And uh, we're I close. Can't. We're close because I would like to see. I still want the alien technology. We we did that. We beat them. You know, we yep. have all the leftovers. We figured out the alien technology. We get word that they're getting ready to mount another attack on Earth. But this time we take the attack to them so we get to see their planet. Is this your Starship Troopers coming out of you? Yeah, it is. I, I, I think, think it is. is. That's I think it the is. plot of Starship those, Troopers. Those gosh dang arachnids or those bugs. <laughs> you know, we're taking it at them. So, but I do. I, I think we take the. I think we take it mm-hmm. to them uh, and, and try to go after after the, the, the aliens in this case. Because we don't really – we hear that they go planet by planet – uh, like locusts, I believe. Yeah, describe the as. president says that. So let's get into it. Let's get into uh, the, the full breakdown here. What do you have as your best quote from Independence Day? Well, you know, it's... Yeah, there's a lot of good scenes, but like singular quotes were actually kind of hard to come I by. I was kind of feeling the same way. But I'm going to go with, and this is the scene where uh, Goldblum and Will Smith, you know, break, break into the mothership. They just fire off that missile, and he looks over to him. Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. And in fact, Dave, I, can we get a little clip of that? We're loose. You got in 30 seconds. I heard no fat lady. Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo, anything Goldblum. It's anything the, Goldblum is. It's, it's that whole, I mean, that, that line right there, I love how he delivers it, but that whole scene, that lead up to it, the interaction back and forth between uh, Goldblum Great and Will scene. Smith, wonderful. When they think they're dying, they yeah. essentially think, and yep, they, they, they lit the cigar. You know, the movie actually does a good job of making you kind of think the stakes are there because yeah. they actually killed off some pretty main characters. They killed off Harry Connick. The one I was shocked by, and which really... I think added some good weight to the movie was when the president's wife dies. I thought you were going to say Harvey Feinstein. Well, that's your... <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, but yeah, the president's wife. I was really surprised by that. And what a... Boy, that was a really gut-wrenching moment, actually. It was. When, well, especially uh, when he went out and told, told the daughter. It was... I don't... I remember... The doctor says, uh, you're going to be fine. Liar. I know. And that oh, was... It's like, oh, it's like... Dusty. <laughs> yeah, and it was I kind of forgot about that scene. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pretty decent chunks of this movie because I think it's been ten years and since actually, I've seen I thought it. The interaction between the president's wife and Vivica Fox, yeah, that was that was really good too. And tell me, if, in rewatching it, how hard were you rooting for that dog to make it into that little 
uh, with that yeah. little cubby underneath I, the, the subway there. I think we'll be hearing more about that scene with yeah. a little salt. Okay. <laughs> There's no way the dog would have made oh, it. Oh, no. I'm very pleased that they made the dog make it. And absolutely, I'm rooting for that dog. There's a couple problems I have. All with right, that. I love uh, it. You know, we we get <laughs> I to think that I, part. I, I think I know where you're going. Your best line, Dave. Would you would you come on? Would you come on with my quotes? There, there's quite a few, and I I was so close to joining with Goldblum, almost in the same area, because it was a callback. Must go faster. We got to go faster. Uh, because that was right from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, this is. Goldblum's got a one note. He was one I, step I away, and you think they'll have that on the tour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so... I feel bad because I keep going chalk. I keep going chalk when it comes to the best quote. But when you look at quotes, and you look at, at two... There's really... It's just Will Smith. It comes down to Will Smith quotes because he's got the best. Yeah. And it simply is this one. I've got to give me one of these! I have got to give me one, one of these. these. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, how can you not beat that? I, I think Will did it a lot better than me. <laughs> so, but it was the, the oops. What about the oops? Let's try it again, but without the oops. <laughs> and it's, I think just when you have that Will Smith delivery and what went into it and how he's so excited, yep. he's finally getting his chance to go to space. Uh, and... I, that part's great. How, how about cousin Nikki making an appearance from uh, Fresh Prince? That, oh, that's right. I yeah. didn't even put that together. Same actor. You think they got that for the chemistry yeah. reasons? And I mean, this is when Fresh Prince is still he going was a on. Really good child actor. Too, really, I good. thought he was awesome on Fresh Prince. He did you a know great what? job in this. Even more, de- like because child actors, especially in these movies, seem like they're terrible. I mean, we just saw Dante's Peak, and there's some brutal <laughs> child acting in that. But I. I think the president's daughter was fantastic. Like, oh yeah, I thought the the scene where the once again the president saying, you know, is mommy sleeping? And then there's a, I thought she handled it well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that gosh dang child actor from Enough yeah. that could be the worst. It was painted Paint, like tainted. Painted? Is that like? Oh no, it was tainted. Painted? Is that like painted? <laughs> I was like, good <laughs> god. What is it? Just is that all you can get? The, the child's say? play doll that's uh, yeah. you know acting here. So it, it's pretty bad. Did when you, you know that the uh, the the Nikki from uh, Fresh Prince that was Buckwheat from the Little Rascals? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I got a dollar. I go because the only reason I know is we just I just watched that movie with the oh, kids. Yeah. Who am I asking here? Of yeah. course. Yeah. And Pixar, talk about yeah. not holding up, man. That movie was terrible, and I remembered liking it quite a bit as a younger uh, kid. Really. Yeah, it's it's a tough watch. Uh, going back and watching that, but yeah, we'll save that for the Little Rascals pod, uh, the Little Rascals bucket list. That's four years down the road. Oh, the boys, the boys have really run out of ideas. Uh, did you have any uh, other runner up? Because my other runner up for best quote uh, was another Will Smith. The what the hell is that smell? What the hell is that smell? Uh, like doing that part. I, I mean, had just when he's he's run, yep. walking through the desert and giving that, but. None of the Randy Quaid lines delivered for no, me at all. No, that's the only one that I had for uh, Randy Quaid was the, Hello, boys, I'm back. And, <laughs> and that was a It didn't it. hit. It didn't yeah. hit like I thought it would. And then he's like, well, I got a saying for my generation, up yours. Yeah, that was terrible. Like, wow, you did two? You, you did up yours and the I'm back? Uh, that's right. But uh, just just one there. Just one. You no, know, I had the must go faster written down and then the uh, hello, boys. 
Yeah, but you're right. I think there wasn't a lot of lines. I I was coming close to a Harvey Firestein when it was like, I gotta call right. my mother. I gotta call my therapist. I gotta call my lawyer. Well, maybe not my lawyer. I felt that like was I'd close. be just forcing a Firestein in yeah. there. Yeah, it was not quite there. So, uh, and I'm not counting the president's speech because no, I don't think no. that's a quote. That's a speech. I wrote it down just because I thought it deserved mention in the best line. Yeah, we'll be talking but, about that at some point, course. I'm sure. Well, let's. Let's maybe transition. Let's see if you go, Chalk. Are you best scene? What's your best scene? You actually mentioned it earlier. And this is the whole, they bring the alien back to this, uh, to the lab in Ooh. Area 51. They're working on him, right? Yeah. And he comes alive and just, you know, obviously kills all the doctors in there. And he's talking through the doctor to the, you know, the president yeah. and all this uh, secret service. And that, that whole scene, just the lead up to it, it's super intense because they're finally getting some communication from yeah. these people. And it's, you know, it, what we want is peace. And like you said, peace. No peace. Is, oh. that, is that window bulletproof? And no, they just even the better, uh, even another I great line that. was the, uh, well, what do you want from us? Die. Die. Yeah. Yes. And then that's when he starts getting into the president's brain, which apparently 20 years later is going to make it's him go into a mental still, institution. Yeah, still yeah. Yeah, had effects. I thought that was terrible. It but was that's, that scene right there, I loved it. Right from they put him on the uh, the operating table right until they gun him Pretty down. Scary. It was really intense and scary. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Yeah, it was uh, – and that still held up as being yep. pretty scary, uh, even when they're slicing them open. And oh, like, that was really good. I thought that alien when it actually stood up, I was like, like I don't know if I was trying to force a nitpick. I'm like, I don't know if I could buy that, but you know what? That was fine. I had no problem with it. The scene itself just pulled together so well. That well, do you know why they had like separate aliens like that? I I oh, saw no. it in the special features, or I saw it somewhere. Uh, the director Roland Emmerich, he they kind of mocked up two alien designs and he liked them both so much he couldn't choose between the two so they decided to make the one part of the alien like the exoskeleton yep. uh which it was and then it was the inner part was the actual alien uh that's like sitting there at the yep. control booth yeah. uh you know it's Picture like krang apparently we yeah got here. exactly so it's it's <laughs> interesting looking at that booth. boy that's a great best scene so I, I I thought for sure you were going president's speech, so I, I that was going to be my number one pick, and I you know what I'm not going to go there. I, I we're going to listen we're going to listen to the president's speech. Okay, we will give it good. a chance. We're going to go there in a second. Uh, but you know my my best scene is the moment that the aliens start exploding stuff. That first part oh, in L.A. Yes. like when you first start seeing how powerful it is and you know you see it just dominate this building in these massive fireballs well, because and cars being tossed are, and like that blue light yeah. coming onto them and it's like yeah well now they realize they, they do not come in peace and that one still kind of held up uh with the special effects and how it's like going out and i love how the first minute of it is no music. It's just the explosion sounds and still that. Ooh, and it's not until it starts that. getting close to Vivica Fox yeah, that it yeah. you know, starts playing a little bit more of the tension music and trying to get people worried about what's happening. Uh, so it's, de <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, that to me was... I remember seeing it in the movie theaters because you still don't know... Well, I guess you did because of the trailer. But you still like aren't sure what it's going to look like mm -hmm. and what it is. And when that 
first explosion happens and the White House the is exploding. House, yeah. The Air Force One is barely escaping, uh, you know, from Boy, that the is fireball. A great scene, actually. I forgot like about that. That yep. whole scene of just the initial destruction was, for me, I think sets the stage of how incredible these, uh, you know, yeah, the stakes powerful, are high. Yeah, yeah, how powerful that is. And here we go. I, I think I think for both of us, we would say that the president's speech. Uh, would probably be the best scene. Absolutely. And I don't want to just play a snippet of it. We want to get you feeling patriotic on this July 4th holiday. So, President uh, President Whitmore, take it away. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that... Words should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. USA. Right? USA. Oh, man. USA. I mean, that's that's it right there. I, it's just, it gets it gets the patriotic juices It's just flowing. one of the best movie speeches. I mean, there's, you know, they got the Pacino piece with it, inches in any given Sunday. Ooh. You got, you know, this one. It's just right up there with some of the best in there. And it just... It, we will not go quietly into that yep. night. Uh, do you know, can I steal a tidbit? Maybe oh, this yeah. is a tidbit. Do you have a tidbit about the speech? Fire away. I got... Tidbits on tidbits. <laughs> uh, do you know that it was added at the very end that this will be our Independence Day? Like, I I never knew that. And then when I was kind of just doing my, you know, half-hearted internet Stepping research. Stepping on my turf. You know? I'm sorry. No, I just, just <laughs> I had to look at it because I love that speech so much. I was I wanted to know a little bit more about it. And it's because Warner Brothers had the right rights to the movie Independence Day. They were worried that they weren't going to get the rights to Independence Day. Uh, so they thought if they threw that in there, that would give them a good enough fight in court. And sure enough, two weeks oh. later, uh, they were able to get it. Boy, were they right. And Because it was going to be called ID4. That was really? that was, was the say, title had, of the movie. Doomsday Down was another working title. Oh, was that it really? Well, look at that. that. See, so there's the tidbits. Ugh. Whew, I'm interested here. I think we got three heavyweights uh, you know, for our best performance. I think it's a three-way race. Maybe I'm wrong, unless you're throwing Judd Hurston and Harvey Firestein in there. Boy, I wanted to. They were good. Where are you going? Silver Tuna Award for Independence Day. Your best performance. And this is weird, because you you wanted to pull them as your top billing. 
I did not. But I still say Bill Pullman wins this movie. I thought oh. he was the best performance in there. Obviously, the president, the president's speech had a lot of weight there for me. But also, his presidency throughout the whole movie Very was great. He was just, I thought he was a really good president. I liked the background that they gave him. Yeah, and fighter pilot. I, I was wondering if you would dislike the fact that he took up arms and went up in there. I loved it. I no, loved I, the fact that he jumped in there because, hey, we're this could be the end of the world. If their president's not going to fight for us, who is? I I, th- I like it a lot. I think it's like the Mel Gibson I talk about and we were soldiers. First on the battlefield, last yes. off. Ooh, good point. Uh, I think I said in that pod, second on. Or, <laughs> or first on the battlefield, first, second first off. off. All right, boys. Uh, uh, but no, see I, ya, pals. I think at that point, like they said, they're short on pilots. Uh, the only the only issue I had with it was who would have been the president if he would have got shot down because vice president and the joint chiefs of staff were all killed. I don't know about the president's uh, cabinet. General William Gray, that uh, Robert Logia, Logia, huge fan of him, uh, huge fan of Logia. Uh, but that was my only worry. But I, I, you're right. Like, what's we're all going to be dead anyways. The whole world's going to yeah. end. Like, what What am I going to be the president of? So the president of the ashes. Yeah. Desperate <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. So, no, I had no issue with that. And I, I, I'm with you. I think he was very presidential. I liked how they gave the uh, backstory of he wasn't a very popular president. Yes. Because they thought he was kind of weak. They didn't mm, think young. too young. Uh, and just... Made it look like that and just showed how he really came into his own. Get the nukes. Get nuke them. Nuke them. Uh, but then not being stupid, you know, the what Secretary of Defense. term. Nuke them. Yeah. Duke yeah. nuke them. Uh, so I, I like him a lot. I think that is, boy, that's a solid choice. But I I have to go Will Smith. I yeah. put him as my, that, I put that as his top performance. There's no way I could go away from it. And then I was very curious. I'm like, am I going to regret this being my Will Smith top performance, not one not bit, one not one bit. iota uh, of Jim regret. Yeah, <laughs> not one dime, not one dime. <laughs> oh, what a pull! Uh, that's that's for all of our UConn fans out there, right? <laughs> but it was the Will Smith performance was fantastic. I can see why this was the movie. Yes, Bad Boys is what put him on the map. This is the movie that shot him into the stratosphere. Yes. Ooh, pun intended. Pun fully intended. Uh, but it's just from top to bottom. I mean, he he showed the emotion. He showed the charisma. He showed he can be the action star. Oh, I'm mean, yeah, just he did. everything right down the line. Uh, uh, you just look at it. He was just phenomenal. Uh, what, I what absolutely perfect, loved him. Uh, and I almost feel like it kind of looked. But what a perfect Robin for Will Smith and oh. Jeff Goldblum, and what a way to say Boy. you know call Goldblum a Robin, but to you know to put him with a young actor like that, you yeah. know he's going to play off well. They did a lot of ad ad libbing, and to have those two guys play, I mean that it was perfect synergy. I almost wish they would have had more time together. Yeah, I, I wish <laughs> you had more time. Uh, apparently, I also wish Denzel Man, was Man Apart Seven. Yeah. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Day to see that movie. Uh, Goldblum is, he was right there because you're right. When I went back and watched it, I didn't realize, you're, I think you could make the argument that he's... Might be a Goldblum movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and really, really good in it. Really strong in it. But I, I just, I think when you look at the 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 arc of their careers after this movie, it's, oh, it's yeah. Will Smith. I mean, it's in Will Smith 
saves the day as the pilot. Even though I mean Goldblum does too, but it, it's definitely well, a Will Smith. And you movie. say the the arc of their careers. I I went with yes. Pullman, and to kind of go down the old Bill Pullman. Yeah, let's look at some of these IMDb rabbit hole. Whew. What I so I know he was in while you were sleeping. Uh, everybody's favorite uh, rom com, Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong. <laughs> God, that movie was terrible. Spaceballs, right? Obviously, and that's what I was trying to say. Is space? It's obviously this is. This is probably more noticeable movie. Yeah. Is Spaceballs the next one? Yes, I think it is. Well, what do you have? What's his post Independence Day uh, filmography? What do you got? Has he been well, in he much lately? He wasn't Sleepless in Seattle. Did you just say that? I didn't remember him in that. I don't either. He was in While You Were Sleeping. Yeah, that's it, what I said. He had a the cu- Sandy Bullock. Seems vehicle. like he had a cup of coffee and Sleepless in Seattle oh, as well. All right, Casper, Doctor Harvey. Oh, I forgot that's about right. that. That's right. Not not. Not a bad role. That for was him before there. Independence Day, so we yeah. got him in Independence Day, and then the the next thing. Boy, that, is there a wide we, golf here? Lake Placid in '99. That's three years okay. later. Eh, that was that was an okay movie. I think Betty White, you know, is is in that as well. With uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> Betty White's in there. Like she's the one that is feeding the crock. I'm pretty sure she made Actually, the crock. Look at this cast for Lake Placid: Bridget Fonda, Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt. Brendan Gleeson and Betty White are your top five. I mean, I'm, how have I not watched Lake Placid yet? I saw it in the theaters. That was uh, I was on a Pullman. Uh, he hasn't been in much lately, right? He's pretty am, much Independence Day honestly, 2. that's <laughs> it since after uh, Independence God. Day. Not even straight-to-DVD stuff? Oh, yeah. There's The oh, Grudge. Right. He was in The Grudge. There's a lot Ooh, of straight-to-DVD stuff. I haven't recognized any of these names. The Guilty American Masters. Ugh. Uh, Titan AE. I remember that at Family Video. That actually. was the uh, <laughs> animated, the Matt Damon vehicle really? there. That was the animated film. But so, yeah, that's tough. You would have thought he would have. I would have thought I this role would have put him Tom on the map. Grudge, actually, completely yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> uh, that'll be a story for another podcast. Phoebe explaining. in Wonderland. Did that? Does that? No, terrible. Rig- to you. No. All right, well, that's enough of the Bill yeah. Pullman. Well, give me Goldblum, though. I, yes, I think the same kind of happened to Goldblum. Goldblum stratosphere in probably two of the biggest grossing movies of the 90s with, well, well right. actually, I'm sorry, three, because he was in the, he was the only holdover in Jurassic Park 2. So he was oh, in yeah. Lost Good World, point. he was in Jurassic Park, and he was in Independence Day. I mean, so, you, you give me a better trio of movies in the 90s. He might be the box office winner. That's a good point. So coming after uh, Independence Day, Mad Dog Time. Have you heard of that? What? But you're right. Lost World, Jurassic Park in '97, and then man, it looks like the he's wide golf again. A holy man. <laughs> holy man, was that the that was the, with the uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy? Eddie right? Murphy. Yep. Jeez. I mean, uh, if, if you're scrolling that much, we're not going to waste our time. This is unbelievable. We're in a. The we're, League? I remember him in, in the, the League. We're in his friend's cameo of 03 before he's even done anything. So that's, that's surprising. Uh, boy, that he just disappeared. Now, no kidding. He's very, very interesting. <laughs> man of the Year. Actually, I liked Man of the Year. Yeah, that was all right. That was pretty good. <laughs> I'm uh, showing my age here. Uh, I remember watching CBS Sunday Morning, and they did an amazing... He's really into jazz. Like, he's a great... He's like a top-notch jazz musician no uh, that plays, like, jazz music. And he's very eccentric, as you would expect. Was with... Ron Burgundy based off of Goldblum? <laughs> oh, maybe. Either that or Duke Silver from uh, Parks <laughs> yes. and Rec. But you, you get the um, interesting cadence. He's got such a very interesting way of talking. Uh, kind of like our Christopher Walken, but but you don't have to go. He's got a little yeah, bit of no. that. Christopher Walken in the day. <laughs> and actually in 2018, Hotel Artemis. 
don't know. Beat. For some reason, what was I was, that movie. For some reason, that stuck out to me. Yeah, I know, that's ah. Goldblum, what? A, but then you look at Will Smith, stratosphere for him. Uh, after this movie, he his oh, career there's too many just to name. through the roof. So, boy, ooh, I'm, I'm really, very surprised. Yeah, by I that. thought actually clicking on the uh, the Goldblum IMDb, we'd see a few I more. I thought we, more uh, too. I'm very noticed. shocked by that. But I, knowing our movie knowledge, if we can't pull these Pullmans or these you know Goldblums right off the top of our head, that's a sign right there. I mean, yeah. I, I could probably give you pretty much Will Smith's filmography from Independence Day off the top yeah, of my head. That's a good point. Which I'm not doing because we did our Will <laughs> yeah, Smith top five. I think we already did that. So let's uh, let's get some salty scenes because oh. I think this is going to take a little while. I think this is going to take a little while. What, what do you got? All right. The first the first one I had written down, and only, only a couple. I had to stop writing. But the computer virus to take down... You know the the alien mothership, and he does it with like a MacBook Pro. Yeah, of a, net from '95. They didn't have Wi-Fi back then. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, was I getting didn't, on I didn't there. See him hooked up to anything, but he he jumps on there and just uploads something, fires it over there. Like, do you remember signing on to AOL in '95, '96? Yeah, it was brutal. Like you you would go click sign on, go do something else, come back, and then maybe it's on. <laughs> And then and then you you know somebody pick up the phone and it's so oh, what they no. had to hold they Christina. had to hold everything. That's so, my sister. <laughs> Christina, get off the phone. So the computer virus thing, and I get there was they wanted to do it as a callback to War of the Worlds. How sure sure you know War of the Worlds ended because they had a you know they got oh, a cold. Oh, I actually didn't even pick up on yeah. that. So that's how War of the Worlds ended. They got. Well, I knew they, that they part, were, but yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, they put that in as a callback huh. to that. So I you know all right if you want to sell that to me, but. We, you could have done something. Yeah, well, the, something that else. silver tube is going to yeah. be what transmits it, which <laughs> apparently it was. Right. Uh, that's an interesting salt. So I'm that gonna, was my first salt. My first salt. I, I I'm going to give you a lot of what I already gave. The Quaid, the 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 crop dusting scene was totally unnecessary. The, Total it's, recall. It's all the Quaid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, uh, but. The, the music that accompanied that, like they're trying to make it funny. This guy's knocked down drunk, flying a, Fly plane, a plane over people's things. I'm like, this, is, this isn't funny. <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. And like doing this, he's crop dusting the wrong field. Say, he might have killed some of these crops. poisonous gases that he's throwing out yeah. there? Just, meh, yeah, no big deal. On like, some, that's my grass. <laughs> some family, some unsuspecting family that's just had their crops destroyed. <laughs> but, oh, let's play it for laughs. And then the constant, like... You know, probing uh, conversation and like that. It's just not needed. Yeah. They could have played it so different of, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so that part bothered me. I'm going to give you my second salt before no, you No, he wants to dive into right it. into it. The scene with Vivica A. Fox trying to go through, uh, you know, with, with that tunnel and everything exploding. And she's running away from the fire, which, come on. I mean, that fire should... <laughs> We got a Brendan uh, Fraser in the Mummy. You know, we talked about that yep. in the last pod. Uh, I'm fine, but she's just kicking at that door, kicking at that door. Door opens, gets into that room. Dog jumps in. That fire is massive. Like the, it's in a constrained space. You don't like that? I just said, meh. I don't want to go in that room. How is it skipping over the door? Like, it's not, like, it just passes by the door. Like, let her at least close the door back up. Yeah. And, like, put the foot on, like, like, it's holding it. it. Like, trying to do that. 
that's not how fire works. Fire, especially in that constrained tunnel space, it's is going to find an open place and just incinerate them. You mean it doesn't just go straight? And like have them like get into like another room in the t- I don't know like I in just the sewer system or something Ugh. I tell you what if we're ever uh, trapped in a tunnel and a, a fireball is coming at Apparently us we be, just have to find a room I'm gonna be very upset when we can't outrun it Well you know what better yet let's just stay in our car because apparently it's just gonna go past open doors <laughs> We'll just open the door of the car. Just get low, get low. It's just we'll gonna take right. the windows out. It's fine. It won't see us. It's like T Rex. It, it goes by our motion. <laughs> just standing still and hope the fire goes around you. <laughs> well, good luck with all of that. Uh, so, so that's assault. Uh, let's. Uh, you got uh, any more? So oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right now quite So, a few. Uh, the Will Smith. He's coming. He's he's he gets he hitches a ride back to the base, right? So he's got the uh, the alien in the back of the pickup yeah. truck coming back into the checkpoint there whoa 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 you can't come through here where's your credentials you know you need my credentials shows him the alien so oh, all right go through but he lets everyone oh, go yo, through so one all right this guy's got an alien one guy 700 rvs can come in now you guys are all good that was too creepy of an alien i'm gonna let everybody in this super restricted that's area funny. that's not even on the map they said and they weren't even going to let the ranking officer in. Yeah. Like, he was, like, he's like, sorry, sir. Like, he had to salute him. He's like, ah, we can't let you in here. You don't have the, yeah. But apparently he... all you need to have uh, is Randy Quaid with the backwards plane pulling yeah. on that to, to get in. And I would have been fine if they would have left them out and then brought them back in like they already were. Yep. Like, they already did that. Like, ah, oh, we got to get these people off of that runway. But, yeah, that's yeah. a great call. They, Why? They... <laughs> they waved him in like a third base coach. Like, come on in. It's fine. We got one guy with credentials. The rest of the 700 of you are good, I'm sure. Well, you got Pepper over there right? bringing him in. Uh, my next one, and I actually Googled it as we watched, uh, or as I watched. I think Vicky only watched about 15 minutes with me. She's like, ah, I'm going to go read. Uh, but And she liked this movie a lot when it first came out, but she's like, yeah, this is not as good as I remembered it. Uh, but anyways, I feel like they got... From New York City to Washington D.C. way too fast, Go- and I googled it. Yeah. Three hours, fifty-two minutes. They said they had six hours. Okay, all right. So maybe they did that. And here's where maybe they. And I was looking at at that part that I could maybe give it some leeway as everybody was coming out of that, but they were in traffic when they were leaving New York. So that traffic, yeah. I feel like, would have been there for a while. But granted, like when they were getting to Washington D.C., I'm sure everybody's leaving Washington D.C. But no, I three did the hours same and fifty two minutes. Google Maps at Washington, like ah, because I made that say, yeah, it's fine, Kristen. There's no way they can make it. I guess they had six, they had six hours. Yeah, I, I, and that's fine. It's whatever. Like that yeah. stuff happens in movies all the time, and you can't uh, necessarily get too carried away a, with all of that. What a drive that would be. Like you're all amped up initially. We got to get them this information. All right, go. Hour in. Oh my, is it really this important? Can David, just, can David, would you like somewhere? to play twenty David, questions? David, 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 my David. No, no, <laughs> twenty questions. Uh, you know, let me, let me start. <laughs> I got one more piece of salt for yes. you. So, again, I'm going back to the Will Smith, the uh, the alien uh, ship just crashed in the desert. He's running his mouth, talk, you know, walking up to the ship. Where are you at? Come out of here. Come out of here. Climbs up on the ship, pulls it open, and they're in, there's a, in one punch, knocks him out. This 
damaging through the exoskeleton yeah. that they had to take a knife to crack open the shell. Will Smith has this Ryu from Street Fighter punch that can just crack through and knock him out. And not only knock him out, but keep him knocked out for a good probably three hours. Right? I mean, <laughs> he's knocked out for a while. He's dragging him until, uh, you know, apparently that was the ultimate credential to have. But, yeah, you're right. Three to four hours. This, that was a hell of a punch. I mean, it is. It's a good punch. And I, I mean, if, if it wasn't Will Smith delivering it, maybe. I mean, Ali. He is Ali. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's the GOAT. Uh, maybe that's why we should have considered Michael B. for the role. Ooh, but, oh, ooh, we'll get to that. Uh, last last little bit of salt here. Uh, and it, it kind of goes uh, along well, those these are lines. are a lot of salty it, scenes. It is, I mean, you get, you get these campy movies you're going to uh, be able to pick them apart, and you're going to be able to really kind of nitpick and, and get through it. But like even the punch, that doesn't yeah I know, take I anything away from the movie. Welcome uh, to and Earth. It, I, we needed that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, nothing, nothing too bad, you know, with, with any of that. But I feel like it's every Randy Quaid, uh, you know, scene and like having to deal with that. But it's just would the wife really not? answer the phone the first time like i I mean oh yeah there's some serious stuff going on and he's trying to like he's graduated from mit uh he clearly knows what he's talking about like i I don't know i I struggle with that uh as well but i mean that's just once again getting too nitpicky uh and and getting too carried away uh, with some of those things that might have been our most salt for for any bucket list and it's one that it's those campy disaster movies if we watched twister i think we'd have just as much salt but I still love that you bite movie. your tongue when you talk about Helen Hunt. I want to. This might be our disaster, uh, disaster pod. Whenever we do that one, like I, I want to rewatch Twister. I want to see if that one holds up. Like, are all these disaster movies just mirages that I just remember them? <laughs> I mean, because honestly, a lot of these movies are in my formative years, like yeah. 12, 13, oh, 14, that's a, that's 15. A good point. So we love it. And at the time, Gosh, did the, I really love Twister too? The. Uh, the special effects are mm-hmm. top notch, and so was Twister's. And like, think of that—that that was Twister and Independence Day in the same summer. What a summer! Yeah, absolutely. What a summer. Uh, well, let's well let's get to your yeah, tidbits just before only, we get to the only recast. a couple of tidbits here, Dave. I, we I know we touched on a few of them, but uh, so a couple of casting what ifs. The president's role was initially written for Kevin Spacey. Really? This role was written specifically with Kevin Spacey in mind, but the studio actually intervened. And this is its crazy now, but the studio intervened because they didn't think he was actual star material. They didn't think he would get to the point where he'd be an A-list or that they could market a movie behind. So imagine the career, you know, the, obviously not right now. No, but, but up to that Spacey, point. Spacey, up until about three years ago. I would have not even absolute, had it. it was like, what, just a year ago, I think, yeah, that he had his so horrible fall from grace. 100% a star. And then you got Bill Pullman, literally does yeah. nothing until they can make another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, boy, that would have been really interesting. I think Spacey would have been oh, really good in that, especially would he, have broke, would he have broke the fourth wall and looked at the camera like uh, Frank Underwood? <laughs> uh, like, you see here, these aliens, they're giving us a lot of grief. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's about what thirteen years before, <laughs> thirteen years before uh, House of Cards. So I don't know if they would have already had him looking at the camera doing those things. But it would have been uh, interesting. It would have been interesting. Uh, the what other one, it? obviously, uh, Will Smith and Goldblum Rhodes. I didn't find any anybody 
that were going to be up for them. For him. Harry Connick Jr.'s role was actually, and he actually shot scenes with this role, was Matthew Perry. And he had to step down midway through filming, and that they snuck in Harry Connick Could Jr. Could these aliens be any more be scary? Be any more scarier? <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, God. And that, you know, when I seen that, it, that made me wonder. Is I wonder if that's why uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s role is so small, because they had maybe a few scenes already filmed with uh, Matthew Perry. They, he dropped out. They had to replace him. They're like, well... Let's Boy. maybe not have this as a vital of a role. And I'm about as big of a Matthew Perry stand as you can find out there. He'd but be a tough one to find as a fighter pilot. would have been terrible. What <laughs> a stretch. Could that be a bigger stretch? Uh, like, I mean, just, like, you could see that. I could, the only part I could see is the, hold me. Hold uh, me. I could see a good, could see that a good well. Matthew Perry doing that. Uh yeah, I, the casting parts, I always love the what-ifs. It's just so fun to try and think, and that's why we love doing the recasting yep. parts. Uh, but it's just fun to think of what a movie could have been like and what With would have those, happened to that yeah. and what the trajectory of that movie would have been like. Heck yeah. But I, honestly, that was the uh, those were the only real tidbits I found. Will Smith was cast based off, you know, I always thought he was cast this based off of uh, Fresh Prince, and uh, that was a part of it. But it was actually his performance in Six Degrees of Separation. Oh, that stood that's the out one we talked about. Really? Yeah, huh. that stood out for him, and they, you know, made the showrunners want to have him be your lead role. I and you can't you can't argue against that mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, I find it interesting. You know, I'm always as has been stated on here numerous times. Big director guy. Yeah. And you know, you know what you're getting with Who's Roland Roland Emmerich. So Roland Emmerich, I. Listen to this. I mean, you want to talk about being pigeonholed for certain types of movies. Uh, here we go. This is before Independence Day. Uh, I'm going to give you the first big movie, and big might be relative, Universal Soldier, the Dolph Lundgren uh, Van Damme movie. I really liked Universal Soldier. I did too. Stargate, though. Stargate was huge at the time in 94. So he went from Stargate to Independence Day. And this is where I think he started losing people. People were excited. I think I went and saw it opening night. He did the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. That was Roland Emmerich. That one's not too good. But then he rebounds nicely with The Patriot. He did The Patriot. Yes, he did. And I I still dig this movie quite a bit. The Day After I know Tomorrow. I mentioned it before. Day After Tomorrow. I like it. That's a hard This one was terrible. You don't like The Day I After Tomorrow? I don't like The Day After really? Tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to go I back and watch I it. I can't wait for that disaster pod when that's one, and I get it. I give it. A, I don't think it'd be <laughs> one, uh, but I might make it. But ten thousand BC was terrible. That was terrible. Then he goes to two thousand twelve. Enjoyed that Cusack before he yep. went off the deep end and stopped doing movies. Apparently, never heard of Anonymous. White House Down though, yeah, solid flick. That was pretty good. And then Independence Day Resurgence was his last movie, uh, but it looks like he's got some interesting ones on the horizon. Uh, New Angeles, who knows what that is? Uh, a movie called Singularity, uh, a movie called Moonfall, uh, but this is one coming possibly 2000, uh, 2020, Midway, another uh, war movie coming out, The Battle of Midway. So it could be very interesting. Apparently, it's coming out November eighth of this year. So wow. that could be really interesting because that's a huge battle in World War Two. Uh, you know, not a huge cast. I mean, you got Mandy Moore in there. You got Patrick Wilson, oh, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson. That looks pretty. Your Dennis Quaid, yeah, D Quaid. Maybe not. I'm not. Hey, Sands boy, Nick Jonas. Right. Ooh, hey, don't you sleep on the Jonas Brothers. 
uh, Zane's a sucker for them. Uh, so there you go. I mean, that's. I just wanted to touch on the Roland Emmerich because I'm a big fan. But let's get to oh, good it. Good shout out. Good let's shout get out. to it. Let's get to the recast. I'm very, very interested on this one. Uh, we went five uh, because I thought it was important, and I think we both did. We had to have a female in here, and maybe we could have. I guess we could have done Goldblum's. You know, ex-wife, now no. again wife. But I didn't feel like she was that big of a part of it. No. So there's like only one five. woman in here that I think we went, wanted to go with, and that was Vivica A. Fox. How much did you want to have fi- uh, Harvey uh, Firestein? A lot. Or... Honestly, a lot. But <laughs> a lot. here's the thing. What am I going to do? Like, have Sam Elliott do Harvey Firestein? Uh, you know, I'm going to call my lawyer. Uh, yes. I'm not, I'm not calling my lawyer. Uh, so it's... I don't really think there was anybody else to do there. Uh, James Rebhorn, uh, the Secretary of Defense. Uh, Robert Loggia might have been solid. So here we go. We're going to do Vivica A. Fox, Jasmine. That's uh, now uh, Will Smith's wife in the movie. Uh, Randy Quaid, uh, against my better judgment. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, you know, David. Uh, And Bill Pullman, the president. And then we'll, we'll stop with Will Smith. So Vivica Fox, interesting here. I felt like she had a star that burned really bright, and I feel like she was on the cusp of really superstardom here. Very charismatic actor, you know, yes. very pretty actress. Uh, you know, she she really had a lot of great chemistry with Will Smith. I feel like she fell off the face of the earth. Like maybe she, she was I in mean, TV the Kill stuff, Bills. and I mean, she, yeah, she was good in that. I you know I'll give her I'll give her the Kill Bill. That was solid in that, but not really a lot. Not a lot. No, you're absolutely right. I was kind of paging through her. IMDb and it's just you know a lot of straight just straight to DVDs and you would have thought somebody like her like you're saying good actors looks the part that we'd we'd see her more and you know not so much leading roles I didn't need to see Vivica Fox you know leading you know leading a movie but (laughs) yeah Jamie Fox yeah not not a bad flick oh gosh who was the uh, this is ridiculous this is gonna be bad radio here who was the uh, guy with him the the little guy that's oh, always with him, Tommy Davidson. Tommy there we Davidson. go. Ooh. Oh man, I knew I was. I was oh, if I didn't get it, I would have been. I would have <laughs> lost Tommy it. Davidson. I remember him from Ace Ventura too. Oh, can't wait. Great, to great living color, color yeah. pod. Yeah. <laughs> so Vivica A. Fox, uh, Jasmine. Who'd you go with with Will Smith's girlfriend, soon to be wife? All right, Jasmine. Vivica A. Fox. I went Dave with Zoe Kravitz from uh, X Men First Class, I the Divergence it. series, and I think yeah. uh, I think she's got a famous dad, right? Lenny? Lenny? Len? Len? They call him Len. The Len? Len yeah. Kravitz. We here at the pod can call him Len. American woman! But, uh, yeah, Zoe Kravitz to me, she she looks the part. She's going to be that that uh, strong personality woman that playing off of my Will Smith character, I think they're going to be a good couple. So, yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Boy, I had a couple crossed off that I will cover at the end. But. That's a good... I like that, too. And I've really been trying to do this. And I think I really... <laughs> I kind of did that with this, with some... Par- parts you almost want like a will smith type thing where this is going to be the role that puts them on the map mm-hmm. like trying to find that and like not just going chalk i really tried to go yeah. a little outside the box on this so mine and i she hasn't been in a ton but i remember her from this one role that stuck out to me that i think would be great in this she was jackie robinson's wife in the movie 42 her name is nicole bahari and you watch her in that movie, one, 
She's very strong-willed, mm-hmm. very, uh, very independent, very, uh, you know, supportive of Jackie with everything that she's going through or everything that he was going through. And she was super charismatic. I loved her performance in that. I thought she was just phenomenal. Oh, yes. uh, and that is, for me, what I think uh, would be a great uh, Vivica A. Fox yeah. character. Well, you're right. She hasn't done a ton. Not she a was lot. in The Express, it looks yep. like, in 2008. Uh a lot of TV stuff yeah, here or there. A lot of TV stuff, yeah. But I'm shocked too. by that. I just felt like she would have been in more when I went to that IMDb. Uh, and surprisingly, not a lot. But I'll tell you what, after this Independence Day reboot, she's just going to oh, be yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to springboard the career. Just just like it did for Will Smith. Yep. This is the one I am the most interested in. And this is the one that I'm most happy with, my cast. Really? And I know on the pre-pod, you know, we talked about it. Somehow, last week, we had three consecutive casting decisions the exact same so i swear to god if it's john ham uh it's, i'm hitting stop and there is no way you went with the episode. hammer uh the, the hammer uh but god if this is because mine is so random if you went random and got it i'm gonna be furious so let's hear it who's your randy quaid i went i gave the the, the randy quaid role to mr john liguizama and you know Wow, I love it. I, <laughs> I do love it. Johnny Legs, obviously he was in, in John Wick. He's going to have that that quirkiness. He yes. obviously if you want to put him in the drunk role, the for sure can can fit the fit the part. Johnny Legs is a great drunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's a, it might be in his IMDb uh, bio here. <laughs> but for me, I thought for this role, I thought Johnny Legs would do a great job. And I'm personally a huge Johnny Legs fan. <laughs> I am too. And you're right. Like, you think of some of those big lines that he'd have to deliver. I, I think he would deliver them well, way better Mexican than Quaid. Pedro. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Hey, Lucy, I'm home. He's coming out. I don't know why he's doing the Desi say I'm back. So uh, you can say that, but that's definitely, I I think Johnny Legs would be great. And truthfully, it would be a better casting decision anyways, because Randy Quaid's kids are Latino in that. Yeah, that's a good point. uh, You know, they're they're Latino kids. And I know we don't see the wife, so I mean, obviously the wife was probably uh, Latina, but I mean, it's... Why can't you have Johnny yeah, Legs there? Johnny Legs is going to slide into that role perfectly. Absolutely. Uh, and, doing and, we'll, that. and we'll work on the line of him uh, you know, going up to the mothership. We'll, we're, we'll, working we'll, we'll, we're working on it. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> whiteboard a few that. more uh, things. So uh, my, we haven't heard from this guy in a while. So this is kind of a reclamation project. And this I, was a guy that was I big in the 90s. resurrect careers here, yeah, by the way. This is, okay. we're, we're kingmakers. That's what they call us. Uh <laughs> I, I want to see if you even recognize the name, because I'll give you the role that you'll know him from in a heartbeat. My Randy Quaid, I focused on, I want somebody eccentric. I want somebody that's going to be crazy. I want somebody that's going to be just that goofball zany, because clearly that's what the script yeah. calls for. Who better to deliver some of those lines and deliver some of that than Matthew Lillard? Oh, Do you remember Matthew Lillard? 100%. Yeah, I just watched Without a Paddle last night, actually. Excellent. Is there one? Well, really? Yeah, I know. What a random pop. But my body. 
My body keeps telling me no. Black uh, Shepherd, underrated movie. I, I kind of agree with right. the underrated movie. Seth Green's in that too, yeah. right? Yeah. I kind of want to get a without a paddle in right now. But Matthew Lillard, I just... Oh, good. Oh, good cast. From Scream. Yep. Uh, you know, with a, I'll be right back. I and love to hear him say that, that to them. But here's the thing. This is what kind of put it over the top for me, uh, you know, with, with Lillard. Is his role as Shaggy? No. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the Scooby-Doo. When you I look at Matthew that. Lillard, he has already played a pilot. Uh, there was a movie that came out in the 90s. Summer Catch? Uh, no, it was not Summer Catch. Uh, it was definitely, you know, it was it was kind of a space movie. I think it was, what's the space one with Freddie Prinze? Do you know what I'm talking about? He did another movie with Freddie Prince. I, I'm almost positive it was catch. that. I, I'm trying to get it. I'm sorry. I know bad radio once <laughs> oh, again. Oh, no. Uh, Wing Commander. There it is. It was Wing Commander, 1999. So he was already a pilot. Uh, Wing Commander. Uh, and Matthew Lillard was in that right there, flying right alongside Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, so you tell me that Boy, he that could That must have been be... a package deal for that. Uh... There you go. So that is my... That is my Randy Quaid. I 13 think. Ghosts, actually, that's a pretty good movie, too. Lillard, he hasn't done much. I mean, Man, I really thought after Screen, he, Screen, a lot he of would TV really stuff. take off. He did, he Lillard was, had a great 90s. I think he was the best character in Screen. Yeah, no, I, I, complete, I completely agree with that. She got me too deep, man. You got me too deep. You hit me with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, boy. Lot Lillard. The unexpected Lillard pod. A lot of Lillard. A lot of Lillard. <laughs> Uh, Lillard top five. This was <laughs> a good one. It. This is. A, <laughs> uh, how do you how do you replace a Jeff Goldblum? How do you cast a Jeff Goldblum? And by George, I think I did it, and yeah. I can't wait. I want to hear yours oh, first. It's gonna be. I kind of. I feel like I kind of went chalk a little bit with the, Ooh, the Jeff Goldblum. Christopher role. Walken. Because, oh dang it! That, <laughs> I think of that, but because I'm looking for the, I'm looking for that funny guy. I'm looking for a witty, like quippy type of dude. Oh no! So I, I went Paul Rudd. I went Paul Rudd oh. for the role, and I just, I can see him again. I, I built this a lot off of my Will Smith character. Yeah. And I can, I would hmm. love to see him in the Will Smith character interacting. Leslie Mann. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so yeah, Paul Rudd, and I, you can see him as the geeky kind of computer yeah, guy oh, for, for sure. sure. Geek and, Squad. Yep. <laughs> or whatever it was, the Nerd Herd. What was it? Not Nerd Herd. What was the nerd. group? What was the group in Forty Year Old Virgin <laughs> when they were there? Herbert I don't remember what they were called. Is that Hot Solo? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good pick. Yeah, back to back run. So he went from being a a backstop in Major yep. League from saving the world. That's a heck of a heck of a role here for for Paul Rudd. So I forgot you uh, gave the Jake Taylor role. That's right. I went heavy. It's a lot of work for him this year. I went heavy on the nerd part. Okay. I went good. heavy on. You need an MIT. I forgot who's on your contract. Christopher Mintz plots. McLovin. <laughs> McLovin, <laughs> could you mean? Uh, you know, instead of you know going heavy on those chicken fingers, he's gonna go. <laughs> he's gonna go after the uh, going after the aliens. So, you know, I really struggled uh, with this, and I I was just thinking that I want somebody that's a little opposite of of Goldblum. So I wanted somebody that's a little bit more. Uh, of that, and I thought of uh, the fact that he's going to be able to deliver one line. 
So I went with Mr. Jim Parsons from The oh, Big yeah. Bang Theory because I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of how incredible it would be to have that nuclear bomb detonate. And as the, the, the starship is going away, just giving a good bazinga. bazinga. <laughs> he'd be great because he'd be so like a, like jittery and yeah. awkward through the thing. It it would be hilarious, so actually. I don't, That'd be, that's a good cast. I just I thought of him as the Bazinga. Like, just how the much bazinga. would he throw in a Bazinga throughout? Uh, so I think Jim Parsons would be a great role for that. But I don't know if he's a leading man like Goldblum was at that point. Well, you better come at me good with the next two, then. You're I know. Have some leading men. So, oh, I, I think I'm coming strong yeah. with the next two. Uh, so that's that was my rationale. I went full nerd. I went full nerd with the Jim Parsons. I haven't gotten a whole lot of Big Bang Theory under my belt. Me neither. I, I actually, I've never seen an episode. Okay, I was just going to say, by not a lot, I have none. Because I'm uh, a very OCD guy that I've got to watch things in order. Uh, so, you know, that's the bad thing if we ever do, like... Well, let's do Die Hard 4. I'm going to have to watch 1 through 3. And I think you're, you're kind of the similar guy yeah. oh, with yeah. that. Like, you like to well, re-catch just, up on everything. We're going to or we're trying to go see X, the new X-Men. Yeah. But you got to rip through them all before you can see 4 again. Yeah. But, I don't know, for me, the Bing Bang Theory, I'm just not a big Galecki. I've heard it's good. Ooh, it's all the Roseanne, isn't it? It is. It's the Roseanne that throws it off. So, like, but no, I, I know it's good, but you can't stream it anywhere. And, oh, like, if right. I can't watch it in order, I'm not going to just pick up a random yeah. fifth season episode of whatever oh, it is. I hate so, that. I feel like I'm out of the loop of the inside joke. I, and, yeah. You know, yep. I've seen enough. I've seen enough clips that I think Jim Parsons would be phenomenal yeah. in that role. <laughs> no, I like it. And I, I think he was in uh, Hidden Figures. So I think he's already got some space experience. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Give me your president. Give me your president, Whitmore. I want to hear what you got here. Boy, this is my hardest decision, which is weird because eh, it feels like you can go a lot of routes with this one but i went eric banna as my president and i mean oh, he was in what a great call obviously troy Man. what was he was just in a war movie not uh was it american sniper or oh no uh black hawk down i think yeah it was, yeah yep. so pulling from that you know just he has war experience yeah right <laughs> <laughs> just did it yeah maybe a little bit ago well actually if he's gonna be the president that's about the time frame ago Ooh. that he would have served to, to be as my president there you go and he kind of he looks the part he's gonna be that um i feel like yes, he could he deliver does. the speech oh, really well absolutely. too because he'd have a he'd have an intensity to him and i could see him going to battle so yeah he's eric banner Hulk. for me yeah it, it, i'll get to my casting almosts for me the, but uh, the hulk mode there yep that is that's a really really good call. I focused, I, I focused on a couple of things and characteristics when we broke down why President Whitmore was so good and Bill Pullman was so good. One, young, said yep. he was young. You have to believe that he was a fighter pilot, and he's going to have to deliver a great speech. I went a little bit outside the box, and I think this is more realistic now. I think this is more realistic now than it would have been ten years ago. Yeah, I went with Mr. John Krasinski. Oh, I think John Krasinski could be very presidential. I would love to see him in that role. We've seen him in a suit for how many seasons in uh, The Office? Or not a suit, but a tie. Yeah, Yeah. you've seen that. But like, just think of his post-office career. He's really transitioned well into action-type roles and more serious-type roles. 
And I think he would deliver a great speech. And then he would give that sly grin at the camera after he was done saying Independence Day. Right? He'd give that little, Just like, a little <laughs> pandola. I mean, he was ja- he's, he's Amazon's Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan right now. So heard it's really good. Hirsch, I know that's one that's definitely on yeah. the list. Got to get Sopranos in first, and and Dexter, Mike. I'm so on many, it. I'm on it. So many. Boy, I like I like the Krasinski pick. I, I think he I think he checks all those boxes, and I think he he would look really good in the fighter pilot, you know, yep. uniform and, and fly in there. I feel so. like we're right on the cusp of a Krasinski Scott. Assance, a Krasinski oh, if I, I can. I, I agree. I mean, with the Quiet Place, you know, Quiet that Place really put him good. into a stratosphere. Where you know he, this, the Jack Ryan is getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, I mean, we are one summer away from him just banging out three movies that are just people incredible. already love. Him. People already love him from The Office. Like he's got so much built up capital, and now he's making that transition to kind of the action star, the action role that I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, just like you said, and what I love is now he's a dang good director. So the sky's the limit for what he's going to get for movie choices and movie roles, I think. So absolutely. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. All right, creme de la creme. Who are we going with? Your Will Smith, your Captain Stephen Hiller. I'm happy about this choice, Dave. I went with a Fast and Furious alum, Mr. Tyrese Gibson, oh. as my Will Smith. Give me that fast talking. Yeah. Give me that bravado. Give me that confidence. And my God, give me those scenes with him and... Uh, uh, Paul, Paul Rudd, because I you think it would be because <laughs> I think it would be great. Yeah. That's that scene that I you know I said was my favorite scene of them leading up into the mothership. I feel like just that interaction, that back and forth, would be great with those two. Yeah. So Tyrese Gibson, <laughs> I given the I given like the it. Lead role. I like that a lot. I went a little different here with my Will Smith. Yeah. I went with somebody that I can already picture flying. Because I've seen him fly. I haven't seen him fly a plane, though. I'm going with the Falcon, Mr. Anthony Mackie. Mackie, nice. Huge Anthony Mackie fan. Charismatic. We know he's got that. You know he's got that cockiness charisma because we've already seen it in the Avengers. We've seen what he's been capable of with that. So, I mean, it checks all of those boxes uh, that you're going to see with that. I mean, you know know he's a leading man. I mean, he's going to be there. And I think, isn't it the Disney... Uh, the Disney streaming service is going to have like a Falcon and we're Bucky. getting a Falcon. Falcon, spin-off? it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think they're going to have like a series uh, with those two guys. Falcon and the Buck. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's not that bad of a that's title. Not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, so let's. I like any the, casting. I, any almost that 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 just cut that just. <laughs> Got crossed off. For I feel you. like I say I'm in every movie, but yeah, I was I was uh, you know a whisker away from Michael B. Jordan <laughs> once again being the Will Smith. So I definitely had him right on the cusp. Uh, I I really was struggling with the president. I couldn't really yeah. picture anybody else. I was trying to go there, and truthfully, Krasinski's kind of the first name I fell on because I don't want anybody old. Yeah, like I I kept falling back. I'm like, oh. I know that's that was the hard part too. Like you guys that would have already done it. it. Yep. You know, I was close to Aaron Eckhart. I thought Aaron Eckhart could have been a solid president. That was one I thought of, and then in, uh, I can't remember who the other one I almost put in on that role, but that was it. I uh, it was between uh, Jamie Fox and Tyrese Gibson for me. For the uh, for the Will Smith role, and I just I like the the fast talking. Yeah, I mean they're both really similar type of dudes, but I like Tyrese Gibson a little bit more for it. Yeah, 
And for the president, boy, I had uh, apparently Eric Bana's name written down twice. He was you in liked consideration. Him that much? You I gave moved him a second off from him, and I came back to you him. You gave him a second term. I had Ed Norton down, and oh, Dermot Ed. Mulrooney was another one in consideration oh. for me. So little off the little, little off the beaten Let's path. Let's get him there. and Dylan McDermott confused. Yeah, I know. Me too. Save one of those guys. <laughs> one of those uh, DM guys. Give me, you know? give me uh, Dylan Mulrooney. <laughs> and then for the Vivica A. Fox, I had, as you can see, I had so many going back and forth. I had Rosaria da- Rosario Dawson. Solid. Down yep. for it. She would have been really good in that. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, but ultimately going with Zoe Kravitz. You know. Yeah, I, I wish I had more. I really don't, like, for, uh, for like, the other ones because I struggled with Randy yeah. Quaid and Matthew Lillard just oh, hit me like a, a ton of bricks. Man, really, yeah. Good so, call with that one. Yeah, I, I very pleased. So that's that's about it. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fireworks gone off here on the right. the, the pod today, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. Even though we found a lot of salt, we found a lot of things that we struggled with. It's a with. fun movie, though. Still Good a lot Lord, of fun. And yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's a good time capsule movie. Uh, I what I really liked about this, and I think why I still love this movie, and I, I'm sure I'll go back and watch it. I'm glad I didn't show it to my oldest daughter because i was on the verge i'm like oh maybe we'll watch this together that alien scene is pretty darn scary oh yeah like i mean it's like ah no some sleepless nights i'm good yeah yeah i'm not i'm not showing her that one but uh, it just puts you back it's the nostalgia yeah it's the nostalgia of summer of 96 this summer of 96 was that brian adams is smiling now (laughs) (laughs) or frowning horribly like what the heck was that uh thanks for ruining my canada day (laughs) uh but any final thoughts on the movie? No, like you said, really enjoyed the rewatch of it. It just, like you said, just really pulled you back to 96. And boy, it seems like we got a few movies that more from that uh, that year that we can do too. So Yeah, uh, it was fun. It was a fun rewatch. So, you know, I'm looking down. As always, Bucket's Empty. We want to hear from you. Give us who you'd recast. Michigan Podcasting Network on Facebook. At DFTP Movie Pod on Twitter. For Wes Ledesma, I'm Dave McPeak, wishing everybody a happy, safe 4th of July holiday, and we will see all of you next week. Well, Dottie Hudson, DH, occasionally giving Parkman a blow behind the plate. I mean, Oh, we're cutting that for sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this roll because I want to listen to this back. As soon as it came out, I'm like, that didn't work out. A breather behind the plate. Get we'll up from there. Oh, oh God, I wish we had to cut that out just so we could send it to people separately. <laughs> Oh my god.